Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my very own bedroom. I know I haven't been in the kitchen in a minute, but there's a couple reasons why. One, my little cousin's got to wash some dishes, uh, and two, my little cousin is also doing virtual learning, so he's kind of occupying the kitchen, and he has been for the last couple of episodes. But next week, I can promise you, I will definitely be in the kitchen. And I also feel like when I'm in the kitchen, man, I could cook up a little something-something. I feel like I'll be in a better vibe, better situation and everything. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode 27 of Joshua's Proximity. I hope everyone is staying warm out there. It has been brick lately. As many of you know right now, I currently work for Amazon. I'm not getting off until about 11 o'clock at night, dispatching and stuff. It is freezing outside. Be careful with this black ice. Be careful if you're up north with the snow. If you're out west, man... You're pretty whack. You're pretty lame. I know the weather is beautiful out there. And even if you're further down south, you don't have it as bad as North Carolina right now. But I saw some things last night from Justin Herbert that kind of reminds me of the 2004 draft. Now, I was born in 1995. I really don't remember the 2004 draft. I do remember Larry Fitzgerald being on the cover of the NCAA 2004 or was it 2003, one of those. And I remember him coming in out of Pittsburgh, going into Arizona. But I really don't remember the 2004 NFL draft and the quarterbacks that was in there. So those quarterbacks that was in the draft was Eli Manning. Everybody remembers he was the number one overall pick to the San Diego Chargers. They ended up trading him to New York for Phillip Rivers. And Big Ben Roethlisberger was also in that draft. Now, last, last night reminded me of that draft. I believe that this past draft has three comparable quarterbacks that can actually be about the same caliber as a Big Ben, same caliber as a Eli Manning, same caliber as a Phillip Rivers and Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Herbert. Now, Justin Herbert, I cannot tell that he's a rookie. He has already tied the NFL record for the most touchdown passes thrown by a rookie in a season. He still has two games left. He has over 3,700 passing yards with two games left. He's going to surpass 4,000 passing yards, and he's only played in 13 games. 13 games out of a possible 14. And his first matchup, he gets thrown into the fire against Patrick Mahomes, against the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you really want to be honest, Against three first ballot future Hall of Famers, he really outdueled all three of them. He outdueled Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. He outdueled Drew Brees in New Orleans. And he outdueled Patrick Mahomes in LA. This guy right here is special. And I'm not trying to take away from Joe Burrow, you know, who had a knee ending injury, and Tua Tugavaloa, who was who was doing fairly well. He's a he's a game manager. But Justin Herbert, oh, he's a real deal. I mean, he is special. He can throw the ball. He's making all the right reads. If you watched last night's game against the Oakland Raiders when they had uh, LaMarcus Joyner coming off the edge and Justin Herbert threw right behind him, oh, that was that right there, that just goes to show how mature he is in the NFL game. And not even just in the NFL game, but just in the game of football. Because, you know, they teach you as a young age, if, if a DB is blitzing, replace him, and throw right there. Throw where the DB is blitzing from. So to see that he's making all the right reads, 
I mean, he has 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. He's not pulling to Jameis Winston where he's going 30 for 30. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. I mean, this guy is really special. I'm not going to lie to you. I was definitely one of those guys where I'm like, ah, Justin Herbert, he's coming out of Oregon. We see what Marcus Mariota is. Is he going to be another Marcus Mariota? But, man, he has shut me up. He has shut up all the critics. And that was a great selection and a great pick by the Chargers choosing Justin Herbert. Now, I want to talk about something. Now, you guys know who I am not buying into at all. I'm talking about the Greek freak out of Milwaukee. Now, Giannis just signed a contract for five years worth $228 million. Now, I'm happy that he got paid. Giannis, you know, he's overseas. He's from Greece. There's been stories about, you know, how he was homeless. Him and his three brothers, you know, he's taking care of his family, his mother and all that. Five years, $228 million was well-deserved. But do you know what this just goes to show me? That Giannis doesn't want to win a championship. Now, I'm not mad about getting your money. You can be another Carmelo Anthony. But when we're talking about the greats, the LeBron James, the Larry Birds, the Scottie Pimpins, the Kevin Durants, Giannis won't be mentioned at all. Yes, he'll have two MVPs, but zero championships. He'll be another Steve Nash in the league. Giannis, Giannis's games does not translate in the playoffs. Now, if you're looking for a regular season show, oh, yeah, definitely tune into Giannis. Oh, you're going to be amazed by some dunks. He might jump over people. He might dunk on two people. He might catch a rebound and dunk with the left. He might spin right, come back, dunk with the left. But that's all you're going to see from his game. He has no three-point shot. He has no post moves. He has no mid-range game. I mean, last year, he was a small forward and led the league in points in the paint. He has no game. Yes, I'm glad that Giannis Antetokounmpo signed his, his mega box office deal five years, $228 million. But it just goes to show me that he doesn't want to win a championship. I mean, it's just that plain and it's just that simple. He has no game. I, I kind of tuned in a little bit to his preseason game. Yeah, he hit a couple turnarounds on a left elbow. But how many times is he really going to go to that in the regular season? Is he really going to work on that? Because, I mean, you saw what happened last year against the Heat. Five games? The year before, Toronto, six games? You go up 2-0 you lose four straight? I don't want to hear his name mentioned when we're talking about top five players in the National Basketball Association. Because he's not. Yes, he's a really good regular season basketball player. I would definitely take him and James Harden on my first team. If I'm doing regular season, hey, man, give me Giannis number one. Give me James Harden number two. But when it comes to the playoffs, nah, I'm good off you, Giannis. Hey, man, I'm glad you got your money, though. I really am, in all seriousness, you know, I, I really love to see athletes get paid, especially, you know, $228 million. That's not even really what he's worth. You know, just seeing how much revenue he's bringing the city of Milwaukee and just that team. But at the end of the day, we know what Giannis Antetokounmpo is, and it's just that plain and simple. Now, I tried to tell you about the Steelers, man. I tried to tell you about the Steelers. But I also got another team that I'm kind of feeling the same way about. It's the New Orleans Saints.
Now, I'm going to get to them in a minute, but I told you about the Steelers, man. What have I been preaching for the last six weeks? They haven't played anybody. They got smacked around by the Buffalo Bills. I mean, if it, if it wasn't in the weather conditions that it was, I'm pretty sure they would have got beaten bad. Worse. They had no answer for Stephon Diggs. They had no answer for Josh Allen. They better be glad the Bills didn't run the football because the Bills was kind of running the football effectively. But I told you the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not the team in the AFC. They're not the second best team. I, I really doubt that they're the third best team in the AFC. And you're going to, it's going to show that on my top 10 teams heading into week 15. But, man, they suck. And a team that I just stated earlier that I feel like is the same, in the same boat, it's just a different conference, is the New Orleans Saints. Now, when you look at their schedule and who they have played, okay, I'm going to read it off to you. They've played the Bucks twice. They've played the Raiders, the Packers, the Lions, the Chargers, the Panthers, the Bears, the 49ers, the Falcons twice, the Broncos, and the Eagles. Now, how much stock are we going to put into the New Orleans Saints? We just saw them go to Philly, and they lost at Philly. Now, how much stock are we putting in the New Orleans Saints? If I feel the same way about the Pittsburgh Steelers, I got to feel the same way about the New Orleans Saints. I mean, we already know what they are in the playoffs. They've been the same way for the past three seasons. They've lost to the Rams. They lost to the Vikings twice in the past three seasons when it comes to the playoffs. The Saints, keep an eye out for them. But they get Drew Brees back this week. And Taysom Hill, I'm glad that he is finally not the quarterback so Alvin Kamara can eat on my fantasy football team. But they got to continue to feed Mike Thomas the ball, especially this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. The Saints, definitely keep an eye out for them. But you already know what time it is. It's time to go ahead and reveal my top 10 team, Joshua's hierarchy, heading into week 15. Now, the way that I rank my NFL teams, I don't necessarily go by the record because if I went by the record, then the Pittsburgh Steelers will always, would always be in the top three. I go off of what I see, what I feel like, and what the transcript, when I look at your schedule, what, what do I see when I look at that football team? So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And number 10, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I've been telling you they haven't played anybody. They just lost to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they're going to win this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. But as I stated two episodes ago, I believe they can lose the last three out of four. And my win is this week. They're going to lose the next two after this week. So at number 10, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're phonies. At number nine, I got to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, they struggle mightily against the run when it came to Minnesota. But the what they have got to continue to do is continue to get pressure on the quarterback. I feel like the offense is still off. Their defense, their DBs take a lot of chances, but they still have the GOAT throwing the football. So I think that that has a little weight to it. So at number nine, I got the Tampa Bay Bucks, And number eight, I got the Miami Dolphins. Now Miami, they kind of laid an egg early on against the Kansas City Chiefs. They were up 10-0, and then they got blown out 30-10 after that, and then they kind of made a run towards the end of the game. But the thing that I don't like about the Miami Dolphins 
is how conservative I feel like Tua Tugavaloa is. I don't really see him throwing the football down the field a lot. I feel like they're not asking him to do a lot. They're trying to just game manage and rely on their defense. And who wouldn't? Their defense is phenomenal, but they got to get a little more out of Tua Tugavaloa. Let it rip like Ryan Fitzpatrick. So at number eight, I got the Miami Dolphins. Number seven, I got the Tennessee Titans. They just come off of beating the Jags. You know, I don't take anything too much out of that. We already knew that the that the Titans was going to win that game. Uh, you got King Henry running the football, and this is the time that he starts to crank it up. He had 200 yards, two touchdowns last week. So I like the Titans at number seven. At number six, I like the Seattle Seahawks. Now, their defense is still struggling, but they are a physical football team when they can run the football. Chris Carson... Hey, you better buckle your chin strap because he's coming. He runs as tough as any running back. I think I've seen, you know, Derrick Henry runs just as hard as he does. But Chris Carson will, will really give you that work. He can catch out of the backfield. They still got Russell Wilson. Um, you know, they got Jamal Adams giving pressure, Carlos Dunlap. They're secondary. I feel like they, the way that they can advance in the playoffs is they can establish pressure from their front seven. So, uh, at number six, I like the Seattle Seahawks. At number five, I got to go with the New Orleans Saints. Now, yes, they just lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. And yes, they didn't have Drew Brees. Their defense is still still top five defense. Their offense, when they're clicking, when they get Mike Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and, of course, AK the football, they have something going. But I don't know what it is about the Saints. I really – maybe it's the Panther – and me talking, but the Saints, I'm not really too trustworthy on them. And number four, I got the Los Angeles Rams. Now, their schedule, their record, I think they're what, nine and three or ten and three or something like that. They're playing really good football. But we all know the issue. It's Jared Goff. I got him on my fantasy team. There's no way that he is touching my starting lineup, especially in the playoffs. No way at all. No way, no how. And, I mean, once Jared Goff throws the ball, gives you one turnover, he's going to give you two turnovers. After he gives you two turnovers, he's going to give you three turnovers. So, I think at the quarterback position there, you got to watch them specifically. They got to establish the run in order for them to win football games because their defense is going to come and play lights out. So, at number four, I like the, the Rams. At number three, I got to go with the Green Bay Packers. Now, we all know what the recipe is for beating the Green Bay Packers. Get physical, shut down Devontae Adams, and you can you can be in the ball game. I mean, they're not a physical football team. They're more finesse than anything. They don't like to get hit in the mouth early and often. So if you're running the ball down their throat like the 49ers were earlier this year, like any other losses that they have dealt with, they don't, they're not a physical football team. So at number three, I got the Green Bay Packers. At number two, it's a team that I've also been raving about for some years now. The Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, he's playing an MVP caliber. He's having an MVP caliber season. That defense is phenomenal. They got my homeboy, Micah Hyde. Their back end is just as good as anybody. I believe they they I believe that they have the best 
safety tandem in the National Football League. They can get pressure on you. I just feel like for them to make a run towards the, the Super Bowl and getting over the hump in Kansas City, they got to establish the run. And with that being said, we already know the number one team in the National Football League, the Kansas City Chiefs. Come on, man. Don't act stupid. They got Patrick Mahomes. They got Travis Kelsey, who's leading the league in receiving yards at the tight end position. He's leading the entire National Football League while playing tight end. They have Tyreek Hill. Their defense, they can get some pressure. They're going to call the craziest offensive plays. We already know this. And with that being said, it's hard to get them off the number one spot. They are the defending Super Bowl champions for the reason. And they're showing their dominance this year. They're going to have a great matchup, one versus five, um, the Chiefs versus the Saints this week. But that really concludes my, my top ten. At number ten, I got the Steelers. Number nine, I got the Bucks. Eight, Dolphins. Seven, Titans. Seahawks at six. Number five is the Saints. Number four is the Rams. Three, the Packers. Two, the Bills. And number one, Kansas City. Now, to conclude episode 27, you know I got to go with my, my game picks for this, this week coming up. I had the Chargers over the Raiders last night. Or did I? No, nah, I actually picked the Raiders last night, so I'm not going to lie to you. I had the Raiders winning last night, so I caught that L. Bills versus the Broncos. Bills big. Panthers versus the Packers. For some reason, I'm really liking Carolina in this game. We just got to run the football, man. Once we start, you know, giving the ball to Teddy Bridgewater, I think that's when we'll start struggling. So, I'm still going to go with the Panthers. I got the Panthers over the pa- the Packers. Texans versus Colts. I got the Colts. Lions versus the Titans. There's no way that the Lions are stopping Derrick Henry. So, I got to go with the Titans. Bears versus the Vikings. Ooh, I'm going to go with the Bears in this game. Seahawks versus the Washington football team. I got the Seahawks, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Washington football team puts up a, a huge fight. But I got the Seahawks, Pats versus the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins, uh, Jags versus the Ravens. The Ravens big. Bucks versus the Falcons. It's going to be an interesting game, but I got to go with Tampa Bay. 49ers versus the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers, man. I believe that their defense will slow down Zeke. You're going to get Andy Dalton throwing the football. Mike McCarthy really can't call plays. I got to go with the 49ers. Eagles versus the Cardinals. Mm, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Jets versus the Rams. Come on, man. We all know the Jets are tanking for Lawrence. So Rams, easy. Saints versus the Chiefs in New Orleans. They get Drew Brees back? Ah, I'm going to go with Kansas City still, man. This could be the Super Bowl matchup right there. The Browns versus the Giants. I'm going to go with the the. Ooh. I'm going to go with the Browns and the Steelers versus the Bengals. I got to go with the Steelers. So that concludes episode 27. I hope everybody is having a blessed day. I'm gonna catch you later.